Are you a passionate business owner or entrepreneur ready to take your message to the world? Do you dream of launching your own podcast but don't know where to start? Introducing my eight-week Start Your Podcast program designed to guide you every step of the way in creating and launching your podcast. In this program, you'll learn the essential skills needed to craft engaging content, record high-quality episodes, and market your podcast effectively to reach your target audience. I will work closely with you providing personalized guidance and feedback to ensure your podcast stands out in a crowded digital space. But hurry, spots are limited and applications for our upcoming cohorts are closing soon. Don't miss this opportunity to turn your podcast dreams into a reality and launch your podcast this summer visit our website donnaede.com forward slash apply and apply now to secure your spot in our next cohort together let's make your podcasting vision a success you're listening to the wedding procast uk the place to be if you are a uk wedding professional looking to grow and streamline your business i'm your host donna ead 10-year wedding photography veteran and ceo at the society of professional wedding vendors if you want to grow and streamline your business this is the podcast for you make sure you hit subscribe where you listen or join our email list at www.spw v.co.uk. You'll find the sign up form at the bottom of every episode and by doing so you won't miss a thing. So let's jump into today's show. podcast everyone. Today we have a guest with us. Her name is Henriette Donnell. She is a strategic business coach working with service-based business owners to help them find and attract more clients consistently. This episode is such a great one because we are talking all about collaboration. And as you know, if you're in the wedding industry, that is something we are very hot on. So this is a great episode to listen into. The other great thing is that Henriette is offering a free VIP session to service-based business owners who would like to get clarity on what they need to do to get more clients consistently. So if you're interested in taking up the offer of a free VIP session with Henriette, then head over to the show notes www.spwv.co.uk forward slash blog and you are looking for the blog episode 064. The link will be in the show notes for you and you can go and claim that free session. So let's jump into today's show. Welcome to the podcast, Henriette. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me, Donna. I'm so excited about this conversation. So guys, today we are going to be talking about collaborations. And obviously, um, in the wedding industry, collaborations are a huge thing. And I actually had a guest on probably a couple of months ago now, one of my members, Nikki, who is Polkadot Creations. She's does wedding stationery and she said it was actually one of the things that if she was to go back and start again collaborations would be something that she would want to start doing from the start she's only recently started and she sees the value in them so for any newbies out there this is an episode to definitely listen into carefully and for the more seasoned collaborators uh, you might pick up some tips hints and may discover some ways of just making your collabs better so Henriette 
why don't you introduce yourself let us know a little bit about your background and where you're coming from um, and then we will jump into the topic Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me here, Donna. It's such a pleasure. So for those who don't know me, I'm Henrietta Donnell, and I'm a strategic business coach. Now, I primarily work with female entrepreneurs in the service-based industry to help them attract more clients continuously. And I know this is a big topic for so many people. And this is why I'm so excited to talk to you, because collaborations are one of those strategic elements that people don't really know how to use correctly in order to attract more clients continuously or even to get more visibility. So for me personally, I've been in the industry for about four years. And before that, I used to be in the interior design industry for about 15 years, but I was project managing really big projects all over the world. And I loved it, but I quickly reached a point where I was like, you know what, I need a new challenge. And with that, I started going down the entrepreneurial route. I started running my business and creating my business for two years while working full time, which was stressful as it is, because heavens know how I did it, but I did. And I got to a point where I was like, this is it. This is my passion. This is where I got to go to all those years of strategic planning and just knowing how to plan and, you know, just solve problems every single day. That is my skill set. So I used that, started becoming a business coach, and I loved every minute of it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that you say that, that um, people don't know how to use collaborations properly, because I think that is possibly, and we will definitely touch on it, a point where the wedding industry falls down, because I feel like they do a lot of it, but whether they're using it to their best advantage is another question. So we will get to that. But I thought we would start with, in your opinion, why are collaborations so important for us to do? Well, apart from just the fact that it gives you extra visibility and it definitely could give you some great clients as well. The reasons why it's so important, I think the number one thing is you really get a moment and opportunity to step outside of yourself. And I mean this in a sense of getting out of your comfort zone, doing something that is something you never would have thought about, you know, and this also just opens up that universe of possibilities. When you collaborate with other people, you'll be so surprised that you think of this as an opportunity. And from that, other possibilities and other opportunities would just arise. You think, how did this happen? Where did these opportunities come from? But I think one of the other elements as well is when you start collaborating with people, you really get into a position where you can just appreciate the space and the energy that you share with those collaborators. And this is where people come alive. And this is time and time where I see people are just so enthusiastic and passionate about what it is that they're doing. And when you see people getting so excited and so passionate, working together, doing something amazing, you know it will be a success. And this is why I'm so excited about collaborations, because if you do it right, you will have all the advantages of what collaborations could offer for your business and personally for you as well. Yeah, I completely agree. And and that is one of the things that I think really can help set you apart with the wedding industry. I feel like there's, there's two great ways of getting clients. One of them is through word of mouth, And the other is through third party authorization. So whether that's you've won awards or you're part of a trading body like the Society of Professional Wedding Vendors, where you've had that third party say you're good at what you do. And that really helps you to attract new clients if you've got people Mm -hmm. that are willing to go to bat for you. And part of collaborating is that people get to see you and get to see the way you work. And when other people need what you do, 
you're going to be top of mind because they've seen how you work. And if you don't do the collaborations, then the only time you're really working with people is on a wedding day. And I feel like on a wedding day, people are so in their zone and I've got to do this and I've got to do that and I've got to do it this time and and they're so in it that you don't necessarily like everything seems to work like clockwork and we all look like we're working together really well but it's almost like you you, you're tunnel vision you're not really you're not paying attention to how that person works you're not paying attention to you know whether you enjoy that personality or anything you're just getting on with it because you need to whereas in a collaboration there's much more freedom to really sort of look around you and understand the people that you're working with. So that gives you that opportunity to sort of really get to know, like we do in networking, where you really get to know the person and understand their personality type. So when you do have somebody that, you know, oh, they really remind you of that person. Oh, and you need that job. Well, that person would be great for you. And you're able to do that um, connecting there. So I think that's a really, really good point. Now, collaborations aren't all sunshine and roses, and it can sometimes go very, very wrong. So I thought perhaps you could give us some hints and tips. uh, Tell us what pitfalls you've seen and how we could address them and make sure we don't fall into them. Yes. Well, the number one thing I would say is choose who you collaborate with. This is one of the aspects that I wholeheartedly go into. When I do collaborations, I honestly vet every single person that I want to collaborate with. I need to make sure that number one, they're of the same mindset as me. They share the same energy as me. But also, you know, that they have a different skill set that they can bring to the table. There's no use in working with somebody who's got the same skill set or the same strengths as you have, because what is the use? There's no benefit to either parties. So when I choose collaborators, I always look for somebody who can bring something to the table. But they've got to have the same mindset as me. They've got to have the same energy. They've got to be excited about the collaboration because that excitement is what gets people going. It's what gets people to do their part, so to speak, in a collaboration. Um, So the first thing I would say is, you know, vet the people you work with. If you get an opportunity and somebody say, hey, do you want to collaborate with me? I mean, of course, it sounds amazing, but always do your due diligence and just find out who that person is. If you've never met them, find out exactly what the collaboration is about. And if they share the same, you know, uh, beliefs as you have and the same energy and mindset, because that's where things can go very, very wrong. Mm. Um, And it starts with, you know, meeting those right people that you want to collaborate with. Yeah, I think that's a very good point, because when we're talking um, about collaborations, I'm thinking about styled shoots in particular, which is kind of one of the main areas where the wedding industry does collaborate, where we all get together and um, create this virtual wedding day um, for building our portfolios, etc., But there is also the collaboration on a wedding day where you actually do have that ability to reach out to people and get to know them and work with them and recommend them. And, you know, often venues have lists of preferred venue vendors, which, you know, when I worked at a hotel, we had a list of preferred vendors and they were vendors that had worked in our property on a number of occasions. And, you know, we liked and worked well with. But a lot of people will just stick people on a preferred vendor list, you know, and not necessarily have had vetted them. Like you said, you know, you might have had a conversation with them or you might have, you know, 
been at a wedding with them and you've just stuck them on a list for the sake of saying that you've got a list of people you can recommend. But I think when you recommend somebody, that actually is a reflection on you. And you don't want to damage your reputation by recommending somebody who is not of a standard. So where you're saying they have to be of the same mindset and the same energy and enthusiasm, I think that is so important when you're doing a preferred vendor list that you actually do your due diligence and make sure that those people, that, that if you were getting married, you would be happy to use them on your wedding day. Because if you're going to recommend them to somebody else and they don't do the job to the standard that you would expect it done, then it's going to reflect badly on you. So I think that is a really, really good point. Yeah, I think from from what you're saying is absolutely correct because, you know, why wouldn't you want to go and recommend somebody or work with somebody and have success at the end of the day and think, oh my gosh, look at how brilliantly this collaboration turned out. Look how, you know, happy the wedding couple is and look how amazing this whole event has turned out. Why wouldn't you want to be in a pro in a in a position where you can say we've done that? Mm. You know, we we succeeded, we worked together and we made something really special out of this. Yeah. Because here's the thing: with anything that you do, people will take note. People will always, always see when you do something good. And then they will go and obviously talk to other people about it and said, Oh my gosh, I just been to this wedding and these people, they were amazing. This photographer, you know, the, the, the cake maker, whatever, it was fantastic. People will always talk about a wedding, but equally people love to gossip. And if something went wrong, they will very much more likely talk about what went wrong in that wedding or what went wrong, you know, at an event specifically. Mm-hmm. So, um, Yes, we can't always manage everything. Things will always happen. But in order to mitigate anything badly happening, starting to collaborate with the right people and work with the right vendors, oh my gosh, you're already 80% of the way there. Mm, Absolutely, absolutely. So what other pitfalls should we be looking out for? So we've we've got the people, we like them, the energy's there, we're about to, to, to embark on this collaboration. What else should we be looking at? Um, I think the other thing um, is clarity. Clarity is one of those things that I find in collaborations where people say, okay, I'm here, we're going to do this, but what is my part? What do I need to do? And this is where communication is absolutely key, because if you arrange a collaboration, whether it is with a photographer, whether it is with, um, you know, people coming to serve you at the event through the food, whether it is the cake maker, it doesn't matter. Whatever collaboration you make, you're, you're arranging, you have to make sure that there's clear communication throughout. Every single collaborator on board, every single vendor that you work with, They need to know exactly what it is that is expected of them. What is the role that they're playing? What is it that they need to do to show up? And what is expected of them? But overall, the number one thing is that communication needs to be clear by saying to them, are you all clear on the goal? What is it that we're all aiming for? And I find that so many times people are not clear from the beginning of what is expected of them. And if they don't know what is expected of them, people tend to be lazy in some senses and they go like, oh, okay, so I'll just show up. They don't really know what it is that they need to do. And if they don't know, 
maybe they might not even ask you. So clarity is definitely one of the things when it comes to communicating, talking to people, telling them what it is that is expected of them, and equally, what is the goal that they need to work towards? Yes, I completely agree. And that is something that I think is so important is sort of setting out those expectations. Yeah. You know, what are we expecting from each other? Because it's no good if if one person is thinking this is how it's going to be and then another person is completely on an, a different page and then when you get to the end it, you end up falling out and you and that's oh, yes. not, not the point yes. at all and, and this is unfortunately <laughs> what happens when there's no clear communication people always fall out at the end and you think how the heck did that happen they don't like each other it's not because mm. they don't like each other it's just because of miscommunication that's all it is mm. so clarity you know, oh my gosh yeah you can you can really go through a lot of obstacles and minimize those if you start communicating properly. <laughs> uh, so when it comes to, um, you know, having these people that, you know, we've vetted, we, we've communicated, do you think there is a need for, um, to have something in writing? Is, is that going too overboard or, you know, is, is just, you know I don't want to go as far as contracts I think given in the wedding industry we do so much collaborating on styled shoots anyway it just seems a bit overkill but you know how how do we make sure that like everybody's on the yeah. same page do we need to be having some sort of for want of a better word contract between us well I think this is where you can <laughs> word. I think this is where you can kind of justify as to what the collaboration is if it is a huge collaboration as an example let's say you're in the middle arranging a wedding for a party of 300 heaven forbid but let's say you do that um obviously there's going to be a lot more vendors you know doing their parts in for for a big event like that so I would like to think that somewhere along the line yes you need to have some kind of contract between you and the vendors but in particular if it is a small arrangement like you say like a collaboration between a photo shoot and another uh, person another vendor and you're just doing something together you don't need to go in all in creating a law abiding contract um, something like that would actually put off a lot of people where they go like, whoa, this is way too much. I don't think I want to be a part of this. Yeah. But you can easily just have things written down and have it in writing via an email. So you can easily just arrange things with people and say, listen, even though we've had this conversation today over the phone, via Zoom, whatever it is, I'm going to put everything we've said just in an email and um, just let you know that it is in writing. Because at the end of the day, if anything were to happen, if anything were to go wrong, you've got that proof in writing and it was an email that was sent and acknowledged. Mm. So in some senses, you are okay just as long as you put things in writing. It doesn't have to be a contract, can be a letter sent or it can be an email as long as there's a record that it was received. That's all it is. Mm. But you don't have to go down that route because... The first thing you will do is make sure that you work with the right vendors and you work with the right people. So if you already eliminate that first part, the whole communication um, thing will just become so much easier and you don't have to go down the route of getting law abiding contracts. <laughs> we don't like to get all stern, but sometimes, well, certainly with our clients, it's a must to have a contract. But um, yeah, when we're working together, like you say, if, if you've done that vetting in the first place, then you, you're going to find that the people have the same mindset of 
as you anyway. And so you'll both be agreeing. Um, it's just so that it's there in writing. Everybody knows what their part is and nobody can kind of get out of it by saying, oh, no, I never agreed to that. If it's already written down, it's like, oh, well, you can't really say you didn't agree to that because it, it's there. So, yeah, so we've got that communication. We've got that clarity. We're, we're having it in writing. Um, is there anything else uh, that we need to look out for when we're thinking about the, the main pitfalls of, of collaborating? Yeah, I think the other thing, and, and this could possibly be the last thing, is it's just to make sure that whoever you're collaborating with is committed. Um, and I think this works a little bit hand in hand with the communication. But at the end of the day, you know, if people are really committed, they're the ones who will show up. They're the ones who will do the work. They're the ones who will really bring their part to the table. Um, and I find this time and time again, it doesn't matter whether it's the wedding industry, whether it's in business, whether it's a social you know, collaboration. If it's a big collaboration, there will always be somebody there who doesn't do their part. Mm-hmm. But don't concentrate on that person. Concentrate on those who are bringing their part, who are committed, who is doing the job and who is showing up and who is doing amazing things in order to make sure that the whole collaboration, the whole event is turning out to be amazing. And I find that sometimes that the people who are in the leadership role, who's kind of like making the arrangement, he's the host or whatever you want to call them, the, the event arranger or, or they're the ones who always kind of fall off the wagon a little bit when they find that there's somebody who's not bringing their part or somebody who's not doing what they're supposed to do. And they give their energy to that person so much that the other collaborators go, well, hold on a minute. Yes, that person is not bringing their part, but don't concentrate on him or her. We're still here. We're still doing our part. Mm. Let's do this together. Let's work together. And worst case, you will find that because of the energy and the collaboration amongst those who are working together, they will just wheel this person in who's not doing their part. And they will say to him, listen, you got to do your part now. We're all in this together. Mm. And they will sometimes even do the talk work for you. You don't have to show up as the... um, how can I say the bad person, you know, having to, the the bad guy having to sort this out, they would almost stand behind you. But it's about where you place your focus when you have that opportunity, work with the people who are there standing beside you. And then together, talk to this one individual or two individuals, depending on how big the uh, collaboration is, and just say, listen, unfortunately, we are not happy with the efforts you're putting in please work together with us. And you'll be very surprised when you have got that back up. People very quickly change their tune Mm. and you'll get a better turnaround at the end. I love that. And I love the fact that we're all on the seas. You choose, you provide clarity through communication (laughs) and you commit. It's the four seas. It's like diamonds. Four seas. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Thank you for pointing that out. You're welcome. (laughs) Carry on. coming to a presentation near you (laughs) (laughs) so no that's 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 a really good um sort of system to go through and I think with 
the wedding industry especially we do collaborate a lot because we do like to do these style shoots over the last year when we haven't had weddings to do I've seen so much great work collaboration between Mm. um, different vendors creating these mock weddings to sort of show off what they do so they can still show that they're active and that they're still there for their current clients that are waiting to get married and future clients that might be starting to tentatively look around for vendors and it's there's been some beautiful work so I know that the wedding industry works very well together as a general rule but I think that if you are new to the industry or if you haven't collaborated yet just knowing these steps will just help make sure that everything starts and runs smoothly from the offset Um, so that's awesome what I wanted to talk about now um, is how we make the best of our collaborations because one thing Mm. that just came to me as you were talking about um, commitment was that actually the wedding industry doesn't have to and may not think about just collaborating with other wedding vendors and doing these mock weddings because photographers can collaborate with with anybody for for any particular reason if they don't just shoot weddings if they are a family portraiture or they do branding shoots there is the opportunity to collaborate and because they already have that good system in place where they've collaborated so many times anyway they can take that outside and and collaborate outside the wedding industry um but my my fear is that wedding vendors do all these lovely shoots and then they share the photos on social media but it kind of stops there and I'm thinking there's got to be more to getting you know there's more to get out of this than just sharing images so please please do let us know what can we do with our collaborations how can we get the best out of them well here's the thing when you collaborate with somebody this is where marketing comes in a little as well, because collaborations is not just about us doing something amazing together and, um, you know, having these beautiful images and say, this is what we did. We work together. There's always going to be what they're after. What is it that we want to do? And I think for, for anybody in any industry, it's about visibility. What are you doing to portray what you're doing to everybody out there in the world online in person, it doesn't matter. So it comes back down to your marketing. When you collaborate with somebody, there's got to be a little rule in there as well, where you say, listen, for this collaboration, um, I've got a following as an example on Instagram. And I know you've got a following on Instagram, just as an example. So why don't we just decide between ourselves, we're doing this collaboration and throughout this whole week of us doing it, the only marketing we do is for this collaboration. Whatever it is, let's take an example, not just to talk about the word collaboration. Let's say a photographer is working with an image consultant or a stylist and together they decide to do this collaboration where they are talking about clothing. They're talking about styles and they're talking about the photography and how to photograph somebody for their brand um, or just to look good, whatever it is. So there must be some kind of arrangement between the two of you or three of you or how many there are. In order to say, listen, that week that we're doing the collaboration or those couple of days that we're doing this collaboration, we're just going to market the heck out of it. And we're just going to tell people this is what we do. Because 
If you talk about something once, people see it and they forget it. But if you talk about something more than once and you have the visuals popping up in their feeds all the time, they're going to start taking notes. But I would also like to say it's not just about marketing yourself during that week. This is where the interesting part is. And this is where a lot of people fall flat on their face that they don't realize. It's the pre-marketing sequence. Before that event is happening, how are you marketing everything beforehand? And this is where people sometimes get confused. I find that people say, oh, I'll only talk about it when I'm doing it. It's like, no, no, no. Talk about it way beforehand. Talk about the fact that, hey, you know, Donna and Henriette, we're going to be on a podcast together. You should come. This is the date. This is when we're showing up. Come and see what we're going to talk about. Uh, they're the photographer and the stylist. Two weeks beforehand, they can start talking and putting messages out there on social media on both their feeds and cross-promoting it as well and saying, hey, I am collaborating with this person. We're going to do this on this day. Check it out. Come and check out what we're doing. Uh, we'd love some feedback. We'd love for you to engage with us. So that pre-marketing is actually one of the most important aspects because what you're doing is you're creating that curiosity for people to see oh my gosh, there's something going to happen. There's an event going to happen. And I'm interested. I want to see what it is that they're doing. Now, especially if you already have a following, people who are really engaging with you, who are interested in what you're doing. If you promote the, the pre-marketing sequence, if you start promoting an event of what you're going to do at a specific time and day, they will be there. They will come and check you out. And then during that time, those couple of days when you're doing the collaboration, don't just talk about the collaboration. Do lots of behind the scenes. I mean, as an example, I worked with somebody and we um, did this whole kind of project together. We took photos of our setup of how, I mean, you and I were just laughing about our setup for this podcast. We did pictures of the setup of, you know, we had our mics and our cameras and we got all these lights and we're having a cup of coffee because we've done so much and we were exhausted. So everything that went on behind the scenes as well, we marketed that to talk about this collaboration. And I promise you the engagement we got was, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Because what you're doing is you're telling a story. You're telling the story of this collaboration. You're not promoting it. There's a whole difference. But in a nutshell, Yes, you are marketing the, the, the whole collaboration. You are marketing what it is that you're doing, but through storytelling. And that's what people want to see. They want to see and get curious beforehand what you're doing. So you market the heck out of that. And then during that time, you don't just market what you're doing. You're talking about behind the scenes, the story, what's actually happening in order to create what it is that you're doing. And that's where you grab people's interest. And that's where you start the engagement going. And people go, you know what? Donna, I really need to get in touch with you. I really like what you've done. And this is where I mentioned in the beginning, those opportunities are rolling in because other people are seeing what you're doing and they're going to contact you and say, you know what, can I do a collaboration with you? I've got this idea, seeing what you're doing. Can we do something similar? And the visibility just expands from there. It's, it's how can I say, it's like this web. You're starting in the middle with your web and it just grows and grows and expands. And the more you, you do that, you know, you don't have to create just one web. You create more webs. Your visibility expands. You start attracting people, not just for, for, for um, you know, working together for collaborations, but you're starting to attract their audience. You're starting to attract more clients. 
And this is what I wanted to say with people is people who are not using collaborations as a strategy in their business, they're losing out big time. Because we're in a day and an age where you can't do things on your own anymore. It is 200 times harder to become more visible on your own. You need to start collaborating with people and using it as a solid strategy. And I promise you, doors are going to open that you would never have thought possible. That's just like aha moments galore right there. Because I I just, yeah, it's so hard to, to get yourself out there. And, and just as you were talking there, I thought, you know what, actually, yeah, this is the, what I see in the collaborations in the industry is that, you know, photographers are very good at putting out their image. Everybody's very good at putting out the images after it's happened. But there are few vendors that I see doing that behind the scenes on the day kind of stuff. And not many that I see talking about the fact that they are working on something for. So I feel like even those people that do do a lot of collaboration, so therefore might have that communication down, they might have done the vetting and all of that and have the, the good um, process in place at the beginning of a collaboration. It's the, it's the taking advantage and making the most of it. Wedding vendors are very good at tagging each other in their styled shoots. So if you see an image that has been done in a styled shoot, you will see a great big list of tags underneath that image of all of the vendors that took part in that shoot. So they are good at that. But when you were talking there, I feel like if somebody isn't there necessarily on the day, they they might like, for instance, um, wedding stationers they might just send their stationery. You know, um, um, Nikki, she's based in Lincolnshire. She's done a shoot with one of our other members and she's based in um, Luton, Bedfordshire. She would have just posted out. She wouldn't have gone down to the shoot to, to take part in it. But the opportunity to actually talk about it is still there. So you, you talk about when you're creating these invitations and the colour scheme that's being had on the day, why you chose the fonts you've chosen, what the theme is, you know, because I know that fonts are very particular to, you know, if you've got a whimsical wedding or if you've got a more formal wedding, you'll choose a different font. So she could talk about all of that in her stories put a picture up on her feed about, you know, of the invitations that she's sending off saying that she can't wait to see how they look with a professional photographer in situ in, on the day, send them off. And then on the day when it's happening, be putting up stories saying, hey, you know, or getting like, um, I know that other people on the day. So for instance, if the planner is actually there doing behind the scenes, you keep an eye on their stories and you reshare the stories. Oh, this is behind the scenes. My invitations are here right now. I'm so excited to see the, the end result. So you're still being part of that day, even if you're not there on that day and just sharing that information. It's just that spider web that you were saying. I just see so yes. many opportunities to, to talk about it and to um, get it out there to more people and like you say you've then got access to the people who you've collaborated with and the people that like check in on them if they like one of these styled shoots then they've got all of those tags to go down and find all of the people that helped make that happen for their wedding day so you've got that but equally you're showing your um, audience all of these other vendors that actually took part in that and then when you share the professional images you can go back oh I remember you know it was like a month ago that I started doing these invitations it's so nice to see it all 
you know completed yeah. and you can share those images and you know as I say they're very good at tagging each other but I just don't think that they've necessarily got and it's all about processes to me it's all like step-by-step processes if you're going to do a style shoot this is how you do it and you've just given it to us then you know you've got your pre-marketing talking about it before it happens talk about the stages that you're taking up until the point that it happens then doing behind the scenes on the day and then afterwards talking about how it was completed and and the end results and just if you take it step by step you've got all of those opportunities and obviously there's blog posts you can do about it and all there's just so so much that can happen I mean, if you really want to put it in context, you were just referring to Nikki there. She telling her story of what it is that she's doing and she's tagging everybody in. Now, if there were more than one vendor working on that event, can you imagine if every single one of them did exactly the same? How much publicity Nikki will get, her herself, just from everybody doing exactly the same process? Yeah. And that's why I'm saying if you really do this right and you work with the right people who is happy to say, yes, I'll obviously I'll do the pre-marketing as well. Yes. On the day, I'll do behind the scenes as well. And I'll, you know, tag everybody in. And yes, after that, this is what I'll do as well for the marketing. So if you've got four vendors working together on this and it doesn't does doesn't just rely on, as an example, Nikki to do this, if every single one of them were to do the pre-marketing on the day and then the the, the post-marketing, can you imagine how that would expand the visibility for all four vendors? Mm. Because it reaches four vendors as audiences and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got an incredible potential, incredible potential. And then equally, like we were saying a little while ago with them working outside of the wedding industry on something I know, Nikki, I am completely using you today, my friend, (laughs) but Nikki actually does um, business stationery as well. So when we went into lockdown and the wedding slowed down for her, she picked up on her graphic design and branding side of her business and worked more on that. But being able to do those sorts of things with brands as well to create those collaborations, uh, she's got the opportunity to do it on that side as well. And it shows a different side of your personality and I've said to to people before just because you are doing something that somebody is not necessarily going to want it doesn't mean that they're not going to come to you it still shows what you're capable of and they're going to be going oh I didn't realize so you know even if you weren't you know obviously she doesn't advertise her branding stuff on her wedding Instagram page but she could pop it in stories I always feel like stories is a good one because it disappears after 24 hours it just shows people what you're up to so if you're not doing weddings that day oh I'm actually working on some some company graphics today and uh, this is what I'm doing and a little behind the scenes it's in your stories people go oh you know she does a little bit more than that and it just you just you're tapping into a new audience because there's plenty of people that are getting married, plenty of women that just love looking at wedding stationery um, that run their own businesses that might go, Oh, actually I absolutely love all the wedding stuff. I didn't realize she did business stuff too. And, and that opens a whole new market. So, you know, we've done a little marketing plan for you there, Nikki, (laughs) just spotlighted one of my members today in this episode. Um, But yeah, that's, that's, fantastic and I think that really does sort of give everybody who could be listening to this from people who've never collaborated before to seasoned collaborators something that they can go oh actually 
Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing that with us, Henriette. If people want to get in touch with you and find out some more fabulous stuff from you, where can people find you? Yeah, so very easy. My website is Henriette Danel, D-A-N-E-L, because I know a lot of people say Daniel. Um, it's henriettedanel.com. And also that is the same handle for my Instagram and also for LinkedIn. So you can find me there. And um, yeah, if you have any questions more about collaborations, shoot over a message and I'd be more than happy to chat it through with you. Brilliant. Thank you so much. It's it's been eye-opening and and you know I've I've heard you talk about collaborating before and I still like jotting down some notes here and thinking oh yeah that's good that's good so really really appreciate your time I am going to go and feed my cats now before they kill each other um so if you can hear that in the background I apologize um and <laughs> I will speak to you guys soon bye for now <laughs> Don't forget to hit those stars and leave a review of the podcast where you listen if you found value in what you heard today. It's a free way you can help the podcast reach more people just like you.